Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, and uh, here we are again doing an evening podcast recording all the way across the Atlantic, and my guest today is Javier, Javier de la Rosa, uh, all the way from Ontario in Canada. Hi, Javier. Hello, how are you, Rick? I'm very, very well. Thanks for coming on the podcast, really, appre really appreciate it. Thank so, you for inviting me, actually. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, Javier, do you mind introducing yourself? I mean, uh, I always ask the same question, but, you know, who are you and what's your relationship to the wonderful world of graph databases? Sure, no problem. So, um, as you say, my name is Javier de la Rosa. I'm originally from Spain, so I have a background in computer science and artificial intelligence, but then I decided to to switch to a kind of different field. So I moved to Canada. I live in Ontario now, like in a city called London, ironically, it's close to, to Toronto, where I actually am getting my PhD in literature, working in a field called digital humanities. And because they have a lot of problems, we are now using graph databases and try to tackle all those different problems that they have. Wow, that's interesting. So, so how did you get into uh, graph databases, Javier, and, and why did you get into it? Oh yeah, when I first came to, to the lab that I'm working for, uh, I saw that they were all using some, somehow uh, databases. So let's say they were using like uh, uh, Microsoft uh, Access or Excel, stuff like that. And then because I have a background in, in computer science, I said, I thought maybe it's a good idea to use something that allow them to model the problems more freely. And then I discovered Neo4j, and then I started working on my own and REST client, the first time that they released the REST endpoint. And then on top, on top of that, we decided to build a tool for all the humanists to actually use and get all the power that Neo4j has to provide. Oh, wow. So so you're basically, you've, you've written a bunch of tools on top of Neo4j that allow, you know, actual language specialists, digital humanity specialists, to do their jobs in a graphy kind of way. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's exactly it. Because they usually uh, do a lot of analysis. They also work with a network. For example, the typical example is social network analysis. But sometimes they have to work in an isolated environment and they only have uh, like the email to share the stuff. So I thought that maybe a, like a cloud-based solution for them, it would be better. So that's why I thought of you know, 4J in the first place. Okay, super cool. And, and then, you know, the, the second question I always ask, you know, is why did you get into the, the graph? And you've sort of started answering that, but, you know, what, 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 what is it that makes it such a good fit for these uh, digital humanities? You know, what, what makes the graph and the graph database such a good fit? Oh, the main thing is that the, the world of humanities is such a mess. So they start working on a problem, and then uh, in two months, they decide that they have to change the schema. And then a week later, they have to change it again, and then again, and again, and again. So having something like like schema-free schema is actually the best solution for all of them. So that's why we decided to, to use something that allows to have like flexible schemas or at least a schema less. Can you give me an example of, of, of a domain that really benefited from that? You know, some kind of a project that you were able to solve using a graph database? 
Oh yeah, uh, for example, uh, we have a colleague now, he's working on analyzing like 13 million books written in Spanish, and then he had to model like how the, the translation of knowledge actually happened in the 17th, 18th centuries. So he started creating a, a schema, he started to model, started modeling their problem, and then as long as the research was actually being advanced, he had to modify the schema several times to, to actually put his data. So the thing is that instead of having uh, your schema first and then try to feed your data in your schema, you actually modify your schema as long as you need it. So uh, it was a natural option for us. And as I understand it, Javier, you've also done a lot of work to sort of put this into the hands of the researchers, right? I mean, uh, that's yeah. what uh, SilvaDB is all about, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Even if I love uh, new for yay and I really like the cipher query language. Uh, we have to uh, we have to acknowledge that it's not for everyone. I mean, if you are if you're not a programmer or an analyst, it's hardly to to learn, especially if you are from the digital uh, humanities and all you have done in your life is just uh, read books and uh, do a lot of critical thinking. So we developed SilverDB on top of Neo4j for them to get all the power that you can actually get from using Neo4j. So anyone can use it, right? I mean, I, I've registered, for example, and I was playing around with it, but uh, so anyone can use this to, to create their own graph database? Oh yeah, that is free to use. We have like a, a public uh, uh, website, which is called silverdb.com, so you can go there, register and use it. But because we are running in it's like an academic thing. So if you feel that it's not enough, you can actually go to GitHub, download all the code, and put it on your own machine, and uh, that's good. That's uh, good for us. It's a GPL uh, license, so we're good with that too. Super cool, yeah. I mean, that's uh, the beauty of open source, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you contribute. Exactly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so you know, in terms of open source, and you know, um, you know, one of the things is obviously that there's lots of people developing new stuff uh, around uh, the open source project. So that sort of brings me to my my last question. You know, well, where is it going? You know, where do you think, or where do you want it to go, or what what if what does the future have in store for uh, graph databases, and maybe also for SilvaDB? As we see it, for example, here in, in Canada. There is now a huge debate about if the government should provide like a national wide infrastructure to support research tools. So one of the ideas is to actually push for the government to have a, like an instance or something close to a graph database, a massive graph database support for all the data sets that researchers are using. That's one thing that that will take a long like a long time to be a reality. In terms of the uh, our uh, short-term goals, we want to create a, another tool of, uh, in SilverDB that allows you to create projections. That's now easily done using Cipher, but in SilverDB everything is visual. You don't have to do. You don't have to. You don't need any programming knowledge. So we want the researchers to be able to say, okay, I have like a book and an author and then a city, and I want to create a new graph which is the result of project, that relationship, which is have like three different types into one 
single relationship that only going from one type to the other. We usually call the projections, but right now it's only available through Cypher. Sounds really interesting. Wow. Is that something that you you think you'll be able to release in the next couple of months or is that uh, is that no longer? Oh yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm working now. I'm finishing my thesis. So <laughs> I have to defend but you know the summer. So let's see how I have time for that. Uh, I would love to. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, Javier, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with oh, us. Uh, I think it was uh, it was very interesting, and I'm sure I'm sure we're going to play around around a little bit more with uh, Silva DB. So uh, thank you for uh, for sharing that with the community as well. And uh, yeah, okay. um, thank you very much. I I look forward to uh, seeing you at one of the uh, conferences, maybe a Graph Connect in uh, October or something. You know, that would be great. Oh sure, I will try. Okay. Thank you, Javier. Have a nice evening. Thank you very much, Ray. Bye.